and welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host this evening, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with... What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif in your ear holes. What is going on, B-Tass? Um, Turkey Day What's coming up, up soon. What's going on, buddy? Turkey Day coming up soon, so we decided to still give you guys your weekly podcast listen. Um, never going to change, never going to deviate from the plan, no matter what has to be done. Right. Even if, you know, we got to stop hanging out with big name comedians that I almost said the name, but decided against. So as always, we will hit you guys with some of the bigger topics and the kickoff. We're going to talk about some of the big things going on in some of the more notable sports. Then in the quick hits, we're going to touch on a few things, maybe not touch on a few things. And then we'll get to the walk off where we may cry, recap something, you know, that no one talks about or whatnot. And then. On to the press conference where we sell our wares. You know it's holiday season. Somebody may want a Brennan Task shirt. Somebody may want a headphone Joe shirt. Who knows? We'll see. But without further ado, it's time for the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. I lost you. You lost me? Oh, there you are. Sorry, your oh, audio is acting real weird. Is it? Yeah, it's sounding. It's doing that underwater thing again. Oh, do you hear me better now? There it is. Hey, okay. there we are. Time All for right. the kickoff. So, this is not the game of the week. No, I feel like what? this is not the game of the week. But I feel like this is this game is pressing because it is two ships passing in the night, Brennan. What yes. on God's green earth did your goddamn Jaguars do to the Buffalo Bills high-flying offense? For everybody listening, we are talking about Indianapolis Colts at Buffalo, playing the Buffalo Bills, destroying, dominating the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. The Bills are off. They're off. They got something going on. Obviously, the Jags game really... Really derailed them. Really yeah, derailed them, stuck it to them. Um, this was all about Jonathan Taylor and the Colts running Ooh. game. Uh, as a, uh, which as a pays me to say, owner, 30- Jonathan Taylor. Gotta say, fucking love this guy, right? Yeah, he was a six all time since they started tracking stuff for fantasy. Um, 55 or 54 points, something like that. He had 32 carries, 185 yards, One and receiver. four touchdowns. Uh, Carson Wentz did. Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things. <clears throat> he uh, wasn't Josh terrible. Let's talk Josh about Allen Buffalo. Things. So Buffalo is not. Yeah, he did. So he's been off a little. He had two picks. Um, his uh, accuracy does not look like it's there. Again, they refused <laughs> to rush with anybody. And they didn't even rush with Josh Allen this time. They had 13 total carries. Whereas the Colts had 32 just for Jonathan Jeez. Taylor, 46 total. Um, they, they can't, so the bills can't run on first down. They are missing their starting left tackle. They have a weird guard situation going on right now, but they cannot run on first down. Um, it sets up for these weird, like basically Josh Allen has three tries to get it down the field. And if he can't, then they got to punt it. Their offense has hit a snag. This defense that was formidable for most of the season and was last year as well. One of their bright spots, the defense could always keep them in games. Got Blowed out, as Mike Wilbon would say. Um, they do have a, like I said, they have a few injuries, but it's this was not, this did not look good. What did you take away from this? Was this a Colts game or was this more Buffalo collapse? This was this was just a Jonathan Taylor masterclass and running the ball and running. You know your notion of shouldn't take a running back in the first round right down that that gullet. That that uh, that Ghibli. Jonathan what, Taylor was his second round pick. Was he? Damn it. Um, high pick. Whatever. Uh, what's that thing on the turkey neck? Whatever that is, he ran that right down yours. Um, so the the, the interesting thing is that um, the Bills in the previous what eight eight seven eight nine games whatever hadn't given up five had only given up five touchdowns totals to running backs in this game they gave up five alone to one running back. Um, yeah, I just thought Jonathan Taylor and, and honestly, it's not talked about enough. Um, the, the Colts started the year, remember Wentz had got hurt and then, 
Don yep. Don Nelson. Why do I want to call him Don Nelson? Doug Nelson. What's the offensive tackle's name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. his name? Uh Nelson. I Dougie can't. Nelson. Nelson, Nelson. I Nelson. can't remember his last name. So Dougie Nelson name. was also hurt, and they had to make up for a lot of that. I hope you're looking. Quentin Nelson Keys. Quentin. Quentin Man. Nelson. I didn't even I was, have to look at that I was, up. I, I, I knew it would come stream to me. without a paddle for a second there. Um, but yeah, Quentin Nelson was hurt also. So he had a weird injury timeline similar to Wentz because they both had uh, odd leg injuries. Um, so what's happening now is simply that because if, if we if I'm going to toot my own horn, I predicted the Colts were going to be a good team. Um, also, I really want them to be so I get that once pick out of uh, Indianapolis. Um, turn that second to a first, and then we get like three firsts. So we get our first, we get Dolphins first, and we get the Colts first. Uh, you shut your goddamn mouth. That's why I'm hoping um, Minshew plays, baby. So, yeah, I feel like it, it's simply the offensive line is healthier now and as well as the defensive line. And um, they were a formidable defense last year, and they were kind of suspect going into this year. But they pretty much – a couple of their losses are just like freak losses. Uh, you can't account for Lamar becoming a superhero in the second half of that uh, Ravens game. Um yeah, so I feel like the Colts are a good team. They have the talent to be a good team. Uh, as for the Bills, I, I cannot understand what's happening. Um, is this Cinderella turning back into a pumpkin with Josh Allen? His numbers aren't as great as they were last year. And, it, I mean, you said it more than anybody else. A quarterback's leap is usually from year what, one to two, not two to three. And then he got that mass Definitely not three to four. Yeah. So I don't know if he's regressing back to who definitely he is not three to four. It goes back to what me and you were calling for most of last year and the, a ton of this year, which is they need to get the ball in the hands of their running backs and alleviate the pressure and stop putting all the pressure on his back. Um, as far as Josh Allen's concerned. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, they could have made a couple more moves to get some playmakers as far as like, I thought they should have went after Odell Beckham, honestly, um, to free up Stefan Diggs a little more. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is good, but he's well past his prime. He's been on three teams in three years now. So um, there's a reason for that. I heard an interesting, um, an interesting theory about this. um, uh, The bills are no, no, no. It's about Josh Allen. uh, Monty Jones calls him Jaheim Allen for what I'm going to talk about. So uh, the Bills are still in the driver's seat in the AFC East. As long as they can beat the Patriots, they they're going to be fine. And the 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 theme was half game. Well, still, uh, no, they still have a, a half game or a game lead. But the 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 theme was that they're not going to run Josh Allen. The Patriots unless they are have to, like unless it's a must win game, they're not the going to run him, which is true. Four. Bills are six and four. Oh, they are okay. Well, case in point. Case in point in this game, because, oh yeah, because the Patriots bye week is until week 14. In this game, Josh only ran it twice. Um, so I think it might be a thing where they're not going to put him at risk if it's a non-divisional game. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense because he creates, just his threat of running creates all sorts of mismatches for the defense. And you saw it in the game with the Jags. He barely ran the ball. And then you saw it this week. He only ran it twice. I think it's a thing where... When they're playing at a at a division, they're not so worried about. I think they might not be as worried about the win. Well, okay, one that's not the, kitchen. They're not throwing the kitchen sink. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the dumbest fucking thing. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Second of all, that goes back to your your phrase um, against the Chiefs, like. You can't choose when to turn it on and turn it off. You got to play every game no, like it's I your agree. last. <laughs> I know. I agree. I'm just saying maybe the offensive coordinator is thinking like, hey, we don't want to risk him getting hurt in a non-divisional game. So let's just not run. Let's just throw. But I, I mean, I don't know. It was an interesting theory that I if heard. Brian, if that is what Brian Dable is thinking of, if that is what Brian Dable is concocting in that, you know, those Buffalo uh, cauldrons up there, 
then he should Obviously. be let go immediately and not get any other job offers because you go out there to win as we say to close every episode you go out there to win games all right if you got to throw Mitch Trubisky if he if Josh gets hurt hopefully not for long you got to throw Mitch Trubisky out there you're going to keep the same offense going the Ravens won with a backup quarterback the because Cardinals. the quarterback for some reason has the most sicknesses i've ever seen documented for a quarterback so look at the Cardinals exactly you, you can't take a game off. You can't decide, eh, we're not playing a divisional opponent. I agree so with you. I'm just saying, off. Josh in the last few games has not ran nearly as that, much as he did in the first five. I don't, I don't that's think all that is a function of, of the team itself. I feel like that's a function of the game flow, potentially. Getting down. Well, I don't know with the Jags game because okay. they weren't down or they weren't down by too much to where they couldn't, you know, mix in a run every now and again. But. With this game, I feel like they were down by too much and they just started slinging the ball. So, and lack of time of possession. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so, yeah. Are the Colts, do you think the Colts are peaking at the right time, brother? Oh, for sure. I think the Colts are getting in the groove. Let's not forget. Do you think they'll make the playoffs this year? Because you yes. were not high on them. Yeah, I wasn't high on them, but let's not forget last year they were a good team, but there was that Titans bus all in the AFC South. And they we've been saying the same thing about the Colts for three years now. This will be the third season since Andrew Luck retired is why would he retire? They have a decent defense and they have a stellar offensive line and they have good running backs. Like, why would he leave this? And back then it was... Um, Marlon Mack, but now it's, you know, Jonathan Taylor, but it was like, why would he go? And it's still that same construct. It's still that same foundation. They have a great offensive line. Like you said, Quentin Nelson was hurt earlier this year. The defense is good enough. Um, so I think they can make some noise. I worry about Carson Wentz like everybody else does, but I mean, he wasn't having an MVP season just four years ago. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't think he'll turn back into that player. Uh, but he's a serviceable quarterback. He he can he can uh, pains me to say, but he can. I mean, he can. If everything is right, he can lead a team to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's really for any quarterback though. If everything is going right, if everybody's healthy enough, like yeah, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Exactly, Trent Dilfer right, won a Super exactly, Bowl. Exactly. Matt Hasselbeck got to one, and he was robbed. My my supervisor will let you will let you know that. Shout to Brian. All right, shouts out. Next game. This is the game I want to talk about. This is the game of the week. This is this is the game of the week. My Chargers making a rampant comeback into the win after column. falling flat on their face. Yeah, after having a bad two weeks. Chargers are back. Justin Herbert is back. Um, I wasn't even talking about the two weeks. I was talking about the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> this, the Chargers are interesting. So I know we want to talk about the defense, but the thing I'm interested in is the fact that their whole philosophy with that offense is is very it's short to intermediate, but they have a quarterback who has a monster cannon for an arm, but they don't like to go like deep down the field too often. So that's frustrating because Justin Herbert can sling the rock. But their whole their whole philosophy is short intermediate. Justin Herbert. Okay, so you said Justin, Justin. It was was a hodgepodge of names there. Oh, no. Justin Herbert. Because the uh, offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, is the guy from uh, the Saints. I have no idea who the offensive coordinator is. I think it is. It's a very Drew Breesian, like, short, intermediate at most. Maybe we'll go deep every once in a while. So I don't understand that philosophy. But their defense going into this. Yeah, going. Yeah, that's who it was. Going into this season, I thought. With Bosa and James and that, you know, they're that, the safety that they took super early, who was super good, Derwin James, and kept getting hurt. I thought, all right, they're going to, they're going to, he's going to be all right. They're going to load it up this year. And it's been one of the most inconsistent defenses this whole season. Yeah. So if, if you're like me, you know, a regular person who, watches other entertainments on a Sunday night. Sunday night is it's HBO night. Um, so 
at around the time this game started getting bad, I was like, all right. Going into the third quarter, it's a it's 17-10, but the Steelers don't look any good. The game eventually kind of gets out of hand. 27-10. It's like, all right, I'm out of here. I go watch succession, go throw succession on. And then I at some point I look in our Discord because you guys should join our Discord, by the way. Um just uh go to nulo.com, nulo.co, you could get into our Discord. Um I, I toggle in there and I am in the sports and I see someone talking about, wow, this, this, this Chargers Steelers game. I'm like, it's terrible. And they're like, are you not watching? I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> this is terrible. And I go look at the score and the Steelers put on an onslaught in the fourth quarter, scoring 27 in the fourth quarter. And it's not until Justin Herbert makes a, desperation throw to uh, Mike Williams, not really desperation, but a 50 yard heave to Mike Williams, who for some reason is always open. How is he always open? I don't know. How do you, how do you, how do you have someone who's open like that all the time? You're not throwing it down the field to, you want to do short intermediate passing. It's insane. Um, But yeah, so this game became the game of the week at in the final moments, but I don't know, man. I, I guess speaking on their defense, I just can't understand how they have, like you were saying, they have all that talent. Um, they got was Joey Bosa. Yeah. They got Joey Bosa over there. Yeah. And they are so up and down one week. They look great. One, three quarters. They look great. Then the fourth quarter, they just all, all beside themselves. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, um, like I said, they're, on paper, I, I've been hyping the Chargers more, almost more than I've been hyping the Rams this year. I want to see Justin Herbert do well, especially because of the other quarterbacks that were taken before him, and everyone knows I love an underdog. But this was a good game for them only because from an offensive standpoint, because I know the Steelers have a lot of trouble on defense right now. They have a lot of injuries and stuff, but it's the vaunt. It's the quote-unquote vaunted Steelers defense. They're always good. doesn't matter who's in there. Plug and play. And they put 41 on them. So, I mean, normally it, in in the last two years, it's been that Steelers defense that keeps Big Ben alive, makes him look like maybe he can keep going. But that might be over. Do you think it's over for the Steelers? you think they make the playoffs? Um, I, I believe they've missed the playoffs with last two seasons or at least the last season. I know that for sure. Um, I think. Yeah, never. He's never had Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record, but they missed the playoffs last season. Yeah, so I I think he'll probably keep that streak alive. Cause I can see them winning out with their, their all they need is with three more games to win. Um, but playoffs, I, I don't think they got it, man. I don't think. Oh, uh, I was it. gonna say, get the cameras ready. Here comes a super hot take. There's no way they make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't see it. Uh, you want to know who they're leading? Uh, they're leading. Uh, inter- uh, the leading player on their defenses for interceptions. For interceptions, don't look it, it up. Just okay. guess. I, the way you're setting it up is going to be a, a funny name. So, I'm gonna. Can I give two options? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Joe Hayden because he's very old. If he, he feels very old at this point. I feel like he left Florida at like 20, 2000 or something. Um, or I'm going to go with TJ Watt. So you were close with TJ Watt, but uh, very close. The defensive lineman? It's Cameron oh, Hayward damn. with one. The defensive tackle, not even an end wow. guy. Wow. Yeah, so this defense, I, like I said, it has a lot of injuries. I don't think Pittsburgh comes close to the playoffs. The Bengals, um, they are up and down. It's a roller coaster of a season for them, but they are younger, faster. Uh, I knew they've got that Trey was Hendrickson, who's one of the best coming. pass rushers in the game. Uh, the Browns, I, even with Baker Hurt, still have a lot of talent. Um, and the Ravens have the potential MVP on their team. So you can't even fight the flu. He's got to fix his diet or something. He's yeah, My he's sick all the time. But anyway, we'll get to that later. But. Uh, I don't think there's any chance they make the playoffs. I don't think there's going to be three teams from the AFC North. I think it's going to be, I honestly think it's going to be the Ravens and Cincinnati or Cincinnati and the Ravens. You don't need to give all your opinions right now. Okay. But yeah, I don't think Pittsburgh may, I know Pittsburgh won't make the playoffs. All right. Let's talk about a couple teams that probably will make the playoffs, Brennan, but will they see each other again down the line? 
The only reason this is in here is because of the teams that it is. If this was two other teams, there's no way this would be in here because this game was all fucking the games garbage. In here don't have to be great, Brennan. I watched this on a plane, and I don't like flying, okay. so I normally am always awake because my anxiety. I fell asleep watching this. No, no, no! no. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was just, hyping this I was up just for the listeners because man. the last game in one more round, I didn't. I, it was here at one point, but then I was like, "God damn!" I feel like we've talked about. I feel like we've talked about these two oh, teams yeah, four weeks in a game? row. I was like, "I'm sick and tired of saying their names." I was like, "I don't want to deep no, dive into no, that." How many have, times can I say the only this reason guy why great that, in the last two minutes? This guy we'll get to when we get to it. But like, Jesus. I got to hang out with my brother. <laughs> I got to hang out. I'll get, we'll get to it when we get to it. There's a funny story that happened okay. with that though with my older brother who I don't see Cornell? very often Cornell so but we'll get there now we're talking Dallas Kansas City Kansas Ooh. City yeah PhD from Cornell well University of Florida for his undergrad anyway we're talking Dallas Kansas City we're talking the fucking Super Bowl matchup maybe um potentially yep. and dud. it was a, a stinker 919 in Kansas City, Dak Prescott doing too much. Two interceptions, no touchdowns, sacked five times. Kansas City, yeah, it looks like they're on fire. Their defense came to play. You put this in the show no. notes. Has the, has the defense been fixed? Absolutely not. This was uh, an anomaly of a game. Chris Jones is great. Everyone knows that. But And uh, Honey Badger, everyone knows I got a soft <laughs> spot in my heart for him because he's a great tipper. Um, but... He is. He's and he's super quiet. He's very like if you met him in person, you're like, this guy's probably a psycho on the field because he's quiet and reserved. And you're like, oh, but I see the way he plays. <laughs> anyway, I don't think their defense is fixed. I think that this was just they caught Dallas at the right time. Dallas with Tyrone Smith out. It's an insane difference in Dak Prescott's play. Now, it's not something that you can quantify with numbers. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could. Those analytics kids do everything with numbers, but there's something in Dak's head, it seems like, when Tyrone's out. Tyrone, Ty- Tyron, Tyrone. Tyron. Tyron. I was going to say, I feel like you said it wrong first. If I was going to let you live, well, I got, and then you asked. You know, that you know Tyrone's close to my heart because of my bit, but um, Tyron yeah. Smith, when he's out, something happens with Dak. And so the left tackle's out. They had to move their, their left the right tackle to left tackle because the backup left tackle can't really play left tackle. It was a mess. Um, so I don't think, no, the Chiefs defense isn't fixed. Watch, they're going to get 40 put on them next week. <laughs> I think now fix, obviously I was fishing there, but I feel like they've, they're going back to basics. They they were kind of freelancing with Chris Jones, put him in a bunch of different spots yeah. on the field, and they're like, you know what? Screw it. We uh, enough of the experimenting. Let's just put him back up the middle where he wrecks havoc at all times. Let's stop being cutesy wootsy and just play f- fucking football. Sorry for Chris. Now I was trying not to, but damn it, fucking yeah. You went from cutesy wootsy yeah, to know, fucking football. I know. I know. It was just annoying because they keep doing these. They keep doing all this nonsense, and it's like, dog, go out there and freaking win games. You have a guy who can get three and a half sacks, get a forced fumble. Like, you have a guy who's a wrecking crew uh, comparable only to Aaron Donald up the middle, and you want to play him not where he should be? Like, on the end, yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, after the game, said he got four sacks. He doesn't know what that three and a half is (laughs) about. Hey, if he said he has four, he has four to me. Um, but yeah, so I did want to say real quick, they're playing Denver next week, so they're not going to get 40 yeah, drops on them off. in two weeks when they play the Chargers. So it's Denver, then it's uh, Las Vegas. But when they play the Chargers, they're going to Chargers might have to play football again. Who knows? But um, so, yeah, do you think that the Cowboys, though, let's flip it. Do you think the Cowboys are relying too much on Dak, though? Because as far as their run backs um, go, they only had 16 carries. And it wasn't like this game was out of hand at any point, really. Yeah, it never got out of hand. Zeke, Zeke was hurt. Zeke was a little banged up. They were missing Amari Cooper to start the game, and then uh, CeeDee Lamb did go out. You think they'd focus on the run? I know. I uh, especially because the Tony Pollard's a good, a good running back. Like he carried a lot of the load when Zeke, him and Alfred Morris carried that team when Zeke was out. Okay, wait a second. You just um, threw Alfred in there. Just I mean, he was on the. He was never there. He at the started. Same time. It's Tony. 
He was never, but at the same time, Tony. Yeah, wasn't there. Tony was. It was Tony's. Alfred was there so long. No, ago. it was Tony's rookie season, and Zeke got hurt. Oh, or really? Zeke was out because of the whatever the suspension for his off the field issues, and they brought in Alfred, and Alfred started like the first two games, and Tony backed him up, and then Tony started playing well, and they were like, "Never mind, Tony's going to start." It was Tony's rookie mm-hmm. year. Anyway, this is why you don't take uh, running backs in the first round. Um, but. That's I, why, because off the field issues. I think, um, yeah, I think it's a savior complex. I think that they believes Dak can bail them out of any situation. And he's proved, you know, history's taught us the virtual certainty because he has done it before. But I think that with the offensive line issues and stuff, the, the game they were what is it? They were dead on arrival. This game was over before it started, just because. They have to be playing. They have to be. We see how good they can be when everything's congealed and they're playing well and everyone's like clicking on all cylinders and they can lose an Amari Cooper in that case because they have CD lamb and they have, um, who's the other, who's the third wide receiver. That's really good. Yeah. That's been playing. Yeah. So, but it was, uh, it was just a hodgepodge of injuries and mistimings and sacks by the chiefs. And it, it just got to him. So I think to answer your question, yes, they're relying too much on Dak, but I think they have to is what I would say. I don't think they shouldn't have to is I think what I'm getting at. I agree. Because they they have proven they can run the ball and run the ball effectively. They've done it a lot this year. Um, so I wouldn't see why they would just completely go into panic mode. Like that's last year Raven shit. Like, oh, we're down by at yeah. touchdown, we have to throw the ball every play now. We we can never run again. Like, what are you doing? Like, let the game come as it may. I know it's not on the rundown, but I don't want to lose sight of this. Uh, the Dallas defense from last year to this year is insanely improved. Leaps and bounds better. Um, yes. They're missing Lawrence and Gregory, and Micah Parsons is, is going true. to be it should be one of in the running for defensive player of the year, not just rookie of the year. Let's not, let's not, let's, let's not talk about Michael Dude, Parsons. I let's was not, calling it in the draft. I'm sure it's on record Parsons. somewhere about how good I thought this kid was. And now can we not talk about, can we not talk about Michael? Parsons? Okay. You try to enrage me. No, I'm just saying this is, ins- it sounds like you're trying to enrage me because I don't know if you remember Brennan, because I said going into that draft, the Eagles, we don't need anything except oh, you did. I some forgot. offensive line support and a <laughs> linebacker. And you know what they did, Brennan? They traded out of a spot with the Dallas Cowboys and then the Dallas Cowboys picked Michael Parsons. That's the linebacker I wanted, Brennan. So let's not f- talk about this. Let's just real quick. Fun fact. This. Normally like Chase Young last year had like six or seven sacks. Normally if a rookie, especially an edge rusher gets between six to eight sacks, he automatically gets rookie of the year. He's trying to make me mad. Micah Parsons has nine and we're only at game one, week 11. Mad. He's trying to, he's trying to infuriate me. And you know, the great thing about Michael Parsons, he plays all over the field, plays outside line, everywhere, inside line, plays on the line, lines up on the line. If everyone's healthy, they have so like versatile. five. And let's not forget about Diggs. If everyone's healthy on this defense, they have five all pros, not pro bowlers, all pros on this defense. And one of them is a rookie out of Penn State. One other person to get all pros rookie year, Alfred Morris. (laughs) All right. You want to tackle this one? Oh, yeah. Houston Tech at Tennessee. Um, You might have been right. I hate to admit it. It's still early, but... um, and it's a divisional game, and mm. everyone knows people play harder in divisional games. It's just a fact. But the Houston Texans take down the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. No one saw this coming, 22-13. to 13. Don't sleep on my man, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Can you read me it's Ryan Tannehill's line? Or yeah. Do you want me to do oh, it? Oh, my God. <laughs> do you want me to do it, or should you? No, I'll read it. Uh, okay. Ryan Tannehill was 35 of 52. Woo. For 323 yards, one tutty, and four picks. How many? Four. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it seems like when they don't have an effective running game, this is not. Julio Jones was out. A.J. Brown got hurt. Uh, But, yeah, this is not good. Mm. This is not good. No, they beat the Jets when both of those guys were not on the field. No, they lost to the Jets. Breaking news, they lost to the Jets. Why do they keep losing to bad teams? You want to hear another fun fact? Uh, leading rusher this week, Rex Burkhead. God. 
Love to see it, baby. 5'10", 215 out of Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I believe he's a coach's son. Uh, yeah, he looks like a coach's son, if you know what I'm saying. He's a hard worker. Discipline. Knows the play. Gym rat. Doesn't stop grinding. All American kid, you know. He's white, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's what Joe <laughs> is trying to say. He's a white running back. Um, Yeah, not much to say about this game. Look at that timing. <laughs> Oh, man. Arizona, Seattle. It's over. It's it, packing up. Close shop. Yeah. I mean, this is another team that you know, we've constantly been talking about the past couple of weeks. So I kind of shoved it over here. Um, shout out to Colt McCoy. Uh, he's had four wins over the last nine seasons. He's had two wins this year so far, in this month so far. Um, so shout out to him. But As someone who played against Colt McCoy in college, he's a good player. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's Seattle. I mean, Russ's hand is obviously an issue, um, and just the team isn't. I mean, I think it was Larry Bird that says a coach, a coach's, uh, a coach's shelf life is like three years max once players start tuning them out and whatnot. So, uh, I think the player, I think the team is like kind of done on Pete, and Pete's older. He's I don't want to hit him with the game is passing by, but eh, potentially the game is passing by. It might have passed him by. I think it passed him by three or four years ago when he was still trying to do that run first offense. I mean, look, we had to keep forcing him to let Russ uh, get in the kitchen now. So, quick question: Just I know we're trying to do one more round and we're trying to go quick, but quick question: Do you think uh, Russell obviously clearly still hurt? Do you think him coming back last week trying to do something against Aaron Rodgers was a detriment to the team, or do you think he honestly thought he could play? Um. I think he honestly thought he could play, but both things can be true. I think it was a detriment to That's the team. True. They're not mutually exclusive. Um, and even though if he wasn't there, they still would have lost. So I don't think it would have changed the outcome. He probably believed it did because he's the ultimate warrior competitor, best healer in the world, apparently, whatever the fuck that means. But well, he's um, no Baker Mayfield. <laughs> nobody's Baker Mayfield. Um, you seen Russ actors that have those chops. Um, that's the only thing he's better at him than you know I mean? But, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I think him rushing to it was it's been a lost cause, honestly, this entire season. Um, it's funny because I think what people were saying about Aaron, like his whole offseason debacle and everything trying to get out um, was less warranted because they actually had the talent around him and that team was going to be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once you put him back in. Russell was Russell dead on when he said he wanted he to get out. Around and he's like, I got two receivers, a running back that's interchangeable. Chris Carson's good only because he plays alongside Russell Wilson, if we're being honest. And a defense that is long past his prime and is not shutting anybody down in a fashion that it once did. So I think he saw the writing on the wall and he was ready to get out of there. Fun fact. Nick Chubb was available when they oh, took wow. Penny. Breaking news. At running back. One more round. You want to rub this one in my face? All right. Carolina, Washington. The green lizard. Tyler Heineke. He's back, baby. The great. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor Heineke. Taylor, Taylor yeah. right? Did you say Tyler again? You said it last Sorry, one too. I said Tyler. Taylor. I don't Heineke. like this guy. Yeah, I did. Uh, I know. I keep doing that. Uh, the Washington football team beat the Carolina Panthers 27-21 in Carolina. Cam came back, started this game, played the whole game, 21-27. Uh, two tutties. Christian McCaffrey was back playing ball, but uh, it wasn't enough. Um, weird uh, game winning play that Cam fell short on. Uh, don't know what to take of this. Who are the Panthers going to go with going forward? They traded for Sam Darnold, picked up his fifth year option. Then they went out and got Cam Newton, um, obviously, when Sam Darnold went down. So I don't. I I don't know. I don't know what's going to go. I mean, Washington's out. The NFC East is going to go to the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington's out of it. Don't even do that to but me. But Carolina, I don't I don't know what's happening with them. I mean, they're in a tough division, so I don't think they're going to make any noise there, but still at the same time, what are you going to what are you supposed to do? Like New Orleans isn't that good this year. Tampa's obviously in a class of their own in this division, but still, what are you going to do? The Falcons suck ass. Um, this was their this was their opportunity to make that move to see if they were going to make it to the playoffs, and them taking this L to a team without Chase Young and getting done by the Green Lizard. Um, yeah, Old Dominion Zone. 
uh, yeah, that that's kind of the nail in the coffin there. So cool to see him cam out there, but don't know if it's going to translate into any more wins. One more round. All right, the game that we were alluding to that I'm sick and tired of really talking about these teams because they're in these type of games every week because they're so, well, one of them is so annoying. Um, Kirk Cousins, he pulled it off. Yeah, the best two minute drill qu- quarterback this year, probably. I mean, at least for the eye test, he's been pretty amazing getting the team into field goal position. Just, you know, if his kicker is going to execute or not. And this time, Greg Joseph finally made one. Not finally, he made it a couple other, but he made one to get them over the hump. Uh, there was a controversial turn, not turnover, but change, change of the ruling. There, there was an interception by Green Bay on that final drive uh, to pick off Kirk Cousins, which would have been great for my household and uh, my narrative. But um, it was overturned by the referees, said it wasn't a pick. They shoot it, and then Kirk got them in position for a game-winning field goal. So shout-out to him. Shout-out to Justin Jefferson on my fantasy team. Buck 69, two tutties, looking like a young, I'm not going to say his name because he ain't nowhere near him, but just saying, hey. Um, quick fun story about this. So uh, my brother was in town. Well, I don't see very often. Uh, I went to Florida for a wedding with the lovely Savannah, who everyone knows from the other podcast. Huge shout out. Huge shout out. But um, we were sitting on the couch. My brother had a couple of pops to start mm. the day, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, we bet on a game prior um, and I won. So I won like 10 bucks. And then I was like, oh, if you want to win your money back, who do you want to take in this game? And it was tied in the fourth quarter with like two minutes left. And he goes, he goes, I like Green Bay. And I go, all right, I'll give you Green Bay. You can have Green Bay. Kirk Cousins. They stop him. Kirk Cousins gets the ball back, immediately throws that pick to Savage, and everyone erupts. And my brother's like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. And then he goes outside to make a phone call. They overturn the interception. Then uh, Minnesota goes down the field, drives, kicks the game-winning field goal. And then my brother comes in, and he's like, oh, what the hell happened? <laughs> and I was like, you owe me 20 now, playboy. That's what happened. Jeez, that is that is hard for a Nobody saw that coming. Not even a PhD from Cornell saw that coming. But um, I will say, Brennan, would have been real nice to have Aaron Jones back there. Yeah, I was. Uh, I really thought that um, the backup was going to make a little bit. Fuck, I can't even remember AJ his Dillon. name now. I AJ Dillon. I remember Quadzilla, but I can't yeah, remember I whatever his nickname. Is. But uh, yeah, he had such a great game. What was it last week? Uh, I thought like, oh, see, starting running backs don't matter. And then he got shelved in yeah, this one. Yeah. It's like they, it's almost like they do matter. Let's get to college. Let's All get to right. college. Brennan, speaking of getting to college, a couple of kids are going to be going back to college. Brennan, big upset. The Utah Utes, I believe that's, they're still the Utes, right? Okay. I always forget Utah State's the Aggies. I always we have this conversation every week, every week, every week. And by we, I mean you talk to yourself about this every week. I I could never remember which one is which. Um, So the Utah Utes went up. They went up twenty eight nil. I'll say for the soccer fans that are listening, they went up twenty eight nil on the Oregon Ducks. The problem with that is. Oregon Ducks were the number three team in the country at that point, Brent. Uh, doesn't bode well for them. They ended up losing that 38-7. Um, this is not really an upset, but I just want to make mention that Michigan State got their heads caved in. They were, caved they were down 49-0 at the half before Ohio State went on to win 56-7. Um, huge upset, technically. Uh, an unranked Clemson who is eight and three probably should have been ranked, honestly, but we're unranked for, you know, they kept falling, losing weird games. They beat uh wake forest, 48, 27 wake forest was the number 10 team in the nation at that point. Um, but something else happened, Brennan. And I mean, we've, we talked about it a couple of times. We, we didn't know how much longer this guy had for yeah. him. And, um, he took a light saber, like a light, a light saber to the heart, uh, after losing to, Missouri, and um, I don't know if you know the backstory, but apparently uh, last year, Dan Mullen, I, I think he, I think it was Missouri. I think he beat Missouri, and it was like on Halloween weekend, and he wore a dark, whole, entire Darth Vader outfit. So the Mizzou coach remembered this, and when he beat Florida, he had a lightsaber at the press conference. 
Dan Mullen out as Florida head coach. End of the evil empire. We thought we were, we we were going to see this a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. Uh, too much talent on that team. Too much talent in Florida. Too much talent on that roster. Too many good fucking athletes that go to that school to be playing like this. And too good of a backup quarterback to be the backup quarterback when he should have been the starter for since day one, probably. Uh, yep. so yeah. Well, now it's time for Brennan's favorite sen- segment where I have him yell. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Best segment of the week. Joe, take it away. Who's in? Who's out? Who is up and who is down? You know what, Brennan? For the first time, no one is out. What? Everybody was ranked, stayed ranked. Clemson didn't knock somebody out. Somehow, Clemson did not knock Wake Forest out. Nor did Clemson get in. That's what I thought, yeah. They're, they're on the cusp. They're right there, but Arkansas held on because they had a close game with Alabama. Um, so, who's up? Who's down? Oregon, down seven spots after losing that game to Utah. Michigan State, down five spots after losing that game to Ohio State. So, Oregon is now number 11. Michigan State is 12. They are definitely out of discussion for the college football playoffs. The Utah Utes, though, Jump up eight spots to number 16. Ohio State takes a big leap all the way to number two. So now it's Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati. I knew they were going to do mother that. mother bleeping Notre Dame. Uh, and then Michigan to top six in the AP. Again, we'll wait for the college football committee because, I mean, they have the final say at the end of the day um, on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. So... We'll see what it looks like. Brennan, do you think, I mean, this is this is the story all year long. It's not going to deviate. Do you think Cincinnati will find their way in this ranking? Who do you think no. it's going to be? Well, we know Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. I mean, now, or, do you think Notre Dame gets in at number yeah. four? Do you think Michigan gets in? It's going to be Notre Dame or Michigan. Four? It's got... Yeah, or they'll make it Cincinnati this one week, you know, and then actually, something will happen, and then Cincinnati. They'll will be probably out. put Michigan at that, and then basically Michigan plays Ohio State. It's a game to the death, and then winner stays in, loser gets out, and then you put Notre Dame in the following week because you could never put Cincinnati in because they refuse to. Yeah, they're not. Wait, they can't. Never, hold on. Hold if on. they put Cincinnati there in, it'll be. Here. If we're being. If everything is, I don't know the word, is everything is a meritocracy, Notre Dame can't jump Cincinnati. Because I just remember Cincinnati beat Notre Cincinnati Dame. Beat Notre Dame. Jump <laughs> We've seen that before in the past where it's like, oh, you know, Notre Dame's been playing better. They finally gelled. They got it all together. That's the thing. It's fallible because it's created by man. It's created by humans. As I always say, BCS, let's get the robot revolution back on and kicking. All right, we got to keep going. We're we're running long. I was trying to hit the button. And you, we're you so just, long just right now. Are we really? Are we that long? We're at forty five, wow. and we're still Dang. in the kickoff. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about football, even though we both hate watching some of that football. Oh my god! Uh, Luke Wallen has been fired, Brennan. Will I he didn't ever get another job. Yeah, of course. I didn't know this even happened. Yeah, it happened right after that guy puked on the on the floor. Yeah, um, if, you, if you're unaware of that, go look that video up. Some guy was sitting courtside at King's game and threw up on the floor. That's disgusting. But yeah, of course, he's it definitely. Was. You think he's going to get another yeah, job? Yeah, he's definitely going to get another job. I don't think he's going to get Yeah, he's Luke Walton. He'll get what another job. What does that job. mean? If Jason, if Jason Kidd can get another job. Jason Kidd is a Hall of Famer. Jason Kidd also had a lot of baggage. So well, Luke Walton has a little bit of baggage. That's true. Yeah, he gets another job. Guaranteed he gets another job. It's the NBA. Everyone Guaranteed. always gets another job. Avery, Avery Johnson coached like 12 teams. Avery Johnson did not coach 12 teams. It was like seven, all right? It was like one, and then he left. No way. No way it He's was in one. college, right? I think he got fired from Alabama, actually. I think he only had the Mavs on his resume. You looked that I'm up. looking it up right now. So you looked that up. Now, Brandon, the Suns are currently on a 13-game winning streak. Do you think they are actually the team to beat, even though the Warriors are technically ahead of them? Oh, damn. He did only coach for two teams. Fuck. I thought he coached for like 10 teams. Yeah, I was like, didn't have a... It's the Mavs and uh, the Wells. The, Who's on uh, the Nets. Who... 
Who's the guy like who bounced around? True. Like I thought it was Avery Johnson for oh, sure. Who you're talking? Anyway, it's not Avery Johnson. PJ oh, Carlos, maybe. maybe. Um, the Suns, thirteen straight. <laughs> They are, they are not the team to beat in the West. I don't know why you said, are you? they still the team to beat? They are not. We've established this last week and the week before. Golden State is the team to beat the, in the West. The team that came out. Denver is going to be the second best team in the West when it comes time to, for the playoffs. And then Phoenix with everything they got going on. I'm very proud of them to win 13 straight. Chris Wilson. Paul will fucking carry that team if he has to on his back. There's too much going on between the owner, the eight and stuff. And then Chris Paul being as old as he is, there's no, they're not the team. They're, they're nobody in the West. And it pains me to say that because I wanted them to win last year. They're nobody. They just made it out of, they just On made a it out of the season with year, the Lakers and injured they're and then they're Denver's at, second best player going down. They're at the right team. Well, That's why we play know, the game. You never know who can get injured. We don't know about, we don't know the status of Michael Porter right now. I saw a report that maybe he could miss the entire season. That would be a bad Bad uh, misfortune for the Denver Nuggets, especially after paying him all that goddamn money, and then he comes out as a fucking anti-vaxxer. That really pissed me off. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I think the Suns. I mean, look, all it takes is a little muscle memory. You get there again, and uh, you know, Steph's muscles are atrophying. He doesn't really remember how it is. You want to talk about muscle memory? Let's talk about Steph shooting. I mean, he lost. Don't forget, he lost last year to John Moran, the Memphis Grizzlies in the in the playing situation. So, I mean, I don't know if his muscles. I don't know if he still has that muscle memory. My great line. Who are their young? Wasted, who are the young cats Atrophy. for for a Golden State right now? Jordan Poole, Kabunga, Wiseman. Yeah, they're gonna get Poole. Wiseman back. Um, Moses Moody. They're gonna be all right. It's it's Memphis's. Moses it's Moody. Memphis's. Or you got me saying Memphis now because you said Memphis. It's Memphis. It's uh, Golden <laughs> States to lose. All right, Brendan. Well, the East is looking to be settled out, shaken out, settled up. I don't know. Uh, and Brooklyn finds their way finally at the top after toiling and trying to figure out all their chemistry gelling issues. But, you know, the elephant in the room or the earth that is flat on the surface <laughs> It's still that Kyrie has now made his way back to the team. Do you think they even need him at this point? Do you think they even want him back at this point when they're playing this great of basketball? I think they want him back. They don't need him at all. They have Kevin Durant and James Harden also. They don't, there's no way they need him. Um, I don't even know if they want him. I know KD and him are real close, but that's just, I don't even, no, 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 no is my answer. Anything Kyrie, no. Okay. Well, Brennan has put his name on it. He's given the final word. That is all we have for the NBA. I mean, LeBron did get in like a huge melee, but I mean, they're covering that everywhere I don't, else, right? Yeah, I don't want to talk about I mean, that. They're covering that everywhere else. And you'd be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. Brennan and LeBron been- ran around the court trying to find people to hold him back so he could act like he wanted some. You don't want none, LeBron. You know that. Mm. I don't know. We're not done to talk about it. I, I get the last word. That's it. We're in quick hits. Here we go. Quick. If you can make a guy's whole orbital bone explode with one like nonchalant brush off, imagine what you get. It was not a brush they, off. Uh, that was a hammer fist. What, it, say it's a hammer fist. Imagine what happens if he squares up and gives you those beats. Ooh. Yeah, the but beats are gonna be knocking like heat. Timberland at the fucking club. He kid. sucker punched him. He didn't sucker punch him. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He was going Stay up ready. for a board. Oh, let's not even do this. It was a box this. out situation. It wasn't a sucker. Do we punch. care about college basketball, Joe? Do you care about college basketball, brother? No. What? Right. No. But I will say that was a great game today. I don't even care about March Madness. This is ridiculous. It was a great game between number one, South Carolina, and number two, UNC, in the women's game. Uh, and I looked at it, and it was 50-50 in the third quarter. Oh my I looked God. back. It was like sixty three to no no. It was like sixty some to fifty seven. Like they blanketed. It was like seventy some because it was like the scores were just so drastically different from the last time I saw it. I was like, so Connecticut only scored seven for the rest of the game. I was so taken aback. But um, shout out to Don Staley and them girls. All right, Brennan, you know what it's time for. Tell me what the Lightning have been up to. Ta- All right, time for the NHL recap. I'm going to be honest with everybody. Um, Since uh, Point 
went down with an upper body injury. I've been kind of nervous. Uh, let me pull this up here. Sorry, I'm, I'm a bad host. I did not have it ready to go. Um, I gave you W. I gave you I'm NCAA terrible women's coverage for you to you know figure out that timing. I'm gonna get that final score, by the way. So we've got uh, we've won we've won four of the last five. So that's always good news. Um, beat your Panthers, which always makes me smile. Steven Stamkos, of course, leading in goals. Victor Hedman and assists. Um, and Vassy's playing out of his mind. Probably the best goalie in the entire NHL. So what else can I say? Like I said, point out with an upper body injury, and then um. Just beat the Wild in a shootout. I love the way we're looking. Uh, 10 wins, 4 losses, 3 overtime losses. Only 23 points. So we're pretty far behind Florida and Toronto. Um, but then again, we are pretty far ahead of Detroit and Boston. So we'll see what happens. Nailed it, by the way. Uh, 73-57. Uh, blanketed them. Only 7 points in the 4th quarter for the UConn Lady Huskies. Uh, all right. After losing that game to you guys last week, we have been on a roll again. We... We beat the uh, Islanders 6-1, beat the Devils 4-1, and had a close one with the Minnesota Wild. The only thing that sucks in this uh, in this last plate of games is Alexander Barkov. Barkov? Barky? Barky got hurt. Um, uh, I believe it's a lower body injury. You know, they are so dis- so descriptive with their injuries. Um, but yeah, he, he's getting it. We're getting it together, and uh, we play the Flyers on Wednesday. It's a big, big game against me and Kyle. Hopefully, we win, and I can flood the Discord with nothing but cute memes of kids at Panthers games. Brennan, let's skip this next one. We we don't we don't need to talk about this next one. Let's get right into the walk off. Okay. Welcome to the big leagues. I do appreciate you skipping this, um, but also wanted to say Harper had no business winning that MVP. Suck it, Kyle. Otani. <laughs> Shohei Otani should have won everything. MVPs for both leagues. Cy Young's for both leagues. And it's Rookie of the Year for everything. He was not the best pitcher. He wasn't a rookie. He's Brennan. the greatest. Anyway, going on to the walk-offs. Harper had a great season. I do. I do actually. Now that you bring this up, I do want to mention the 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 the, the thing I noticed and I mentioned in uh, in the Discord was all six of the top MVP candidates, three for the NL, three for the AL. None of them were on playoff teams. I found that astonishing. That was so insane. Yeah, normally that's a big downer for me, but with Shohei, he's just so good that I'm going to let it slide. Say what you want about Harper, but come on, man. It's a great player. It's a phenomenal yeah. player. They need to build more around them, more around him. Whatever. Now, if you want to say they spent too much money on him and it's, it's, it's fucking up the whole construction of the team, that's potentially Yeah, that's true. what I want to say. But I mean, they took the words out of my mouth because I had no bad idea. Money elsewhere on bad, some bad starters, uh, putting faith in some bad relievers. I mean, all right, all right, that's enough. Base. Baseball's over. Right. Here we go. Time for the walk off. Joe hosted, so I'm going to go first. Joe, shout out. Okay. I don't really have super long walk off. It's called my walk off this week is called the outside looking in. So as I mentioned before, I went to a wedding this weekend in uh, Jacksonville, Florida with the beautiful Savannah. Went to go see her best friend get married and we stayed at the Hyatt downtown. The reason I bring that up is because the Hyatt is the mainstay for visiting football teams. And if you will recall this weekend, the San Francisco 49ers were playing Jacksonville in Jacksonville. So I stayed at the same hotel as the, the 49ers players and a lot of their fans. And I found it interesting because... When I was living in Jacksonville, obviously a huge Jags fan, still am. It was one of those things where I never like crossed paths with that many of the opposing fans. I would every once in a while, like at work, when I worked at the restaurant inside the Hyatt, like they'd come and eat and we'd have banter back and forth or whatever. But never was I so engulfed in an opposing fan base. And it was interesting because... They traveled really well. There was a ton of 49er fans there. And I didn't, I was just around it, which I didn't, I didn't really like. I felt like I was in like a different city going to a, like a Jags away game. Um, They brought a lot of noise. 
They brought a lot of like uh, fervor and fandom. And it was just really, I don't know, it doesn't kind of talking in circles, but it was just really weird to experience staying in the same hotel as like the players and the fans and stuff and just kind of seeing it from their perspective. Um, in that case, I probably wouldn't go back to Jacksonville if I was them just because it wasn't, it's not an awesome city if you're visiting, but, uh, it was definitely one of those things where, um, you could see like the love that other fans have for their teams. And it was pretty cool to see, but also super annoying when we get in the elevator and they're like, Oh, you're for the 49ers. And I'm like, no. And they're like, Oh, what are you doing here then? And it's like, oh, I'm here for something completely fucking different. And I'm a Jags fan. So go fuck yourself. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. It was just outside looking in. It was weird. Very odd. Um, So <clears throat> my walk off is entitled. It's not really entitled. Just going to do a recap, folks. The W, the W, the NWSL had their finals this past weekend. Uh, the Chicago Red Stars got there. They're facing off against the Washington Spirit. Uh, fun fact, Brendan. Dennis Rodman's daughter is a star player for the Washington Spirit. And you know what? She won huh. Rookie of the Year. And you know what? She assisted on the game-winning goal to Kelly O'Hara, a part of the women's national team. And that was in the 97th minute, extra time situation. They went the full distance and they held on 2-1 to win over the Red Stars, who are co-owned by Sarah Spain, who I've read an article of hers on the show. If you go back, that's why Brendan always gives me shit about reading an article. But it was a good article anyway. But uh, yeah, huge shout out to the Washington Spirit, especially with dealing with that situa- one of the situations they had earlier. Uh, they were one of the teams that had to let go of a coach because of some nasty shit. So for them to pull through, finish out the season strong, and then go on to win the whole thing, uh, pretty spectacular. Uh, so yeah, keep it a nice, short, right time for the holidays. Brennan, you know what time it is. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Hit it. All right. Check me out at Brennan T Comedy. BrennanTComedy.com. Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Um, Brennan T. I have another podcast called Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Check that out. Huge episode coming up this past week. Huge episode coming up next week. It's always huge. Joe, you froze there for a second, so I just kept talking and promoting my stuff. Get your merch in time for the holidays at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store. Got beanies, got hoodies, got all sorts of stuff for winter gear. I actually ordered two of my own beanies because it's starting to get cold up here in New York City. And I didn't realize how cold my head gets when it drops below 30 (laughs) degrees because it normally never does that. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorvey. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. You can check out all the shows at Anulo.co. Uh, you can head over to my website and check out my music under the moniker Headphone Joe, no O, no E, and that's TV and TV Season 2. Also, you can check out my store on my website, joedorvey.com backslash store. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a beanie because I'm the beanie boy, and it's beanie season, and we're back, baby. Brennan. Get us out of here so we can both do what we have to do. You go to sleep to work in the morning. Me go to sleep to work this night. And that's why we play the game. Hello? Hello? You shout out Kirk Cousins winning me money against my big brother who's super smart. Suck on that. The senator. Senator? Yeah, the senator. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? 
Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science slash comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, aka Leia, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again and goodbye.